Good morning, Stockholm Community Church. Pastor Brandon here, Family Life Pastor. It's great to be with you on this Sunday morning. As we continue our series, Write Your Story. Today, I'm going to be talking uh, with Be Strong and Courageous. Have you ever uh, felt like God was wanting you to do something? How did that feel? Maybe it was talking to a coworker. Maybe it was saying a prayer for someone, asking someone to pray for them giving someone a financial blessing, uh, as they called it at my old church, a hallelujah handshake, because they would slide it in the handshake. God does things in, in mysterious ways, sometimes ways we just don't ever understand. Growing up in the church, uh, I got to hear a lot of fun stories, whether it's from the pastor. Uh, my pastor growing up was Wes Bartell, a great man of God. Or sometimes it was from missionaries. I remember one story hearing whether I don't remember where I heard it, whether it was in the church or, or uh, my church or somewhere else, but a missionary had shared a story. They were a missionary in Africa, traveling from village to village, doing their thing. And one night uh, in between villages, them and their team were camped out uh, around a bonfire uh, and just uh, singing and worshiping the Lord when all of a sudden, uh, some raiders or some just some very bad people came and surrounded them, came to them to try to, I don't know exactly what they were going to do, but just these bad people surrounded them. And all of a sudden, uh, they see the missionary and his team and these raiders, we'll call them, saw these 12 beings, these 12 men just step out of the bush. And it caused such fear and panic in the raiders that they left and with, when uh, the missionary team uh, looked back to see these, this group of men that had surrounded them in their campfire, they were gone. And that missionary, it just in the travels, believed it was something that God had done. That maybe God had sent his angels or something, but that somehow God had protected them. And one day when this missionary was back in the United States and sharing this story, uh, a gentleman interrupted uh, the missionary and said, you know, excuse me, uh, but uh, uh, was, it, was it on this day? Was it around this time that that happened? And the missionary's like, yes. And 11 other men stood up with this gentleman. And he said, it was at that time that we were meeting and praying and we felt impressed on our hearts for God, from God to pray for you. We didn't know why, we hadn't done it before, but we just felt that impression. And, you know, it's just, it's a fantastic story of how if we allow ourselves to be used by God, we don't know why things happen sometimes. We, some of us may look back and go, we don't know why 2020 happened to us. We had plans, we had visions, we had dreams. I know for our family, we wanted to go see family, but it just didn't happen because of the pandemic and getting sick. We don't always know the plans that God has and why things happen. But if we allow ourselves to be used by God, a great and fantastic story can be written. Our story can be written. And we can also be involved in someone else's story. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Joshua 1, chapter 9, uh, Joshua 1, chapter 9, Joshua 1, 1's the chapter, verse 5, we read this. 
No one will be able to stand up against you in all of the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to obey, do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, this time in Joshua's life, he was starting to take over the family business, the company. The children of Israel just had lost their longtime leader, the one that took them out of the land of Egypt, that stood there and they watched the Red Seas part, the water go back. They were able to walk across as the bad men, the, the Egyptians, and Pharaoh and his armies were riding after them and they saw the seas come crashing down on them. And then they spent 40 years wandering around the desert. This is just a small area that these people just kept going in circle and circle and circle and square and zigzag and back and forth. But now was the time Moses had passed away, and God said, Now is the time, Joshua. You are going to take my people into the land that I promised their parents 40-plus years ago, the land I said I was going to give to Abraham. So this is an amazing promise. Joshua is getting ready. He had spent years with Moses, being his apprentice. When Moses would go visit God on the mountain or in the tabernacle, Joshua was right there. And sometimes we read in the books, uh, in the beginning of the Bible, how when Moses would leave God's presence, Joshua stayed behind. So Joshua had this great connection with God. And yet God gave him this instruction, be strong, be courageous. Uh, in my edition, how I kind of wrote it, shortened it up, my Brandon's edition says this, I am with you. Be strong and courageous. I will do what I said. Be strong and very courageous. Obey the law that you may be successful. Know the word, then you will be prosperous and successful. Be very, be strong and courageous. No fear or discouragement. I am with you. So we're going to take a look at this because this is the beginning of Joshua's great adventure in leading the children of Israel. All right, so verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous because you will lead the people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. So for me, this is be strong and courageous. I will do what I said. Be strong and very courageous. I think back to, to our adventure, our journey here to Stockholm. It's... Uh, when I met Angela back in uh, August of 2004, I just graduated from Bible college and I joined a church, that uh, a fresh church, much like Stockholm Community Church, uh, 
brand new church to be their youth pastor. And I met this girl in August. She had just come back from being home here in Sweden, visiting family. And, uh, and I wasn't ready to, to get into a relationship. I was just hanging out with Jesus, me and Jesus doing our thing. And then Angela and I started developing a relationship come January, February, getting to know each other. In March, we started a courtship, a year-long courtship that ended. Uh, we started on March 4th, and we, we got done with our courtship March 4th because we got married that day. So we're coming up on uh, 15 years here, uh, pretty soon here in March. But when I met Angela, one of the things that she uh, made very clear that if we were ever to get married, and even when we were getting married, is that one day we will have to come here to Sweden to live here. And I said, yep, sure, you got it. Let's do it. Our initial thought uh, in getting married is that mm, three to five years maybe would be the time frame. Uh, it took 11, 11 years to get here. So definitely not three, definitely not five. But we made that journey. And when we got to that point where it's like, all right, we feel like this is what God wants for our life. We had gone through a season of, of some difficulty, but we, uh, we had left that season behind and we had been entering into a great season in our life. We got plugged in with some great church, a great church. We had some great friends. Uh, both of us had a good job, but we just felt, all right, God is directing us to go to Sweden now. Now is the time. And some of you might look and go, but why? You're in a season of health and of, of great things going on. But you know what? We had to be strong and courageous because we knew that God was leading us to Sweden. We knew that he wanted us to come here. And so we made that choice. We stepped out in faith and we did it. Numbers 23, 19 says this, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? We knew that God was going to take care of us. So saying no to a full-time teaching job in May and yes to coming on board here at Stockholm Community was an of course thing because we knew God would take care of us. Uh, has it always been easy? No, but God has taken care of us. He has provided for us. And yes, sometimes it was Korv Stroganoff a few times a week, but guess what? I love or stroganoff. Verse number seven says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all of the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Obeying the law. So what does that mean? How do, how do we translate obeying the law? Because for them, it was very easy. There was a strict a, a lot of guidelines, a lot of rules, the Ten Commandments plus all the laws. So they had the law to, to obey. But for you and I, obeying the law is allowing God to come into our life and to be uh, our commander, in a sense, or to be our king. We are willingly submitting ourselves and saying, God, be my king. I want to be a part of your kingdom. I want to know your rules, in a sense, rules. I want to understand you. And God, and as we see in the, in the next verse, it's, it's about relationship. It's not just about being a, a slave master, because that is not who God is. God does not tell us what we need to do, and we have to obey it or else. God is a gracious God. He is a gracious king, a loving king, a forgiving king. 
It's allowing Him to lead us, to guide us, to direct us, to follow Him. John 15, 14 says, If you love me, keep my commands. Luke eleven twenty eight 28 in the New Living says, Jesus replied, But even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. So in obeying the law, it's putting it into practice to do what God wants in our lives through his word. James 1, 22 through 25 and 1 John 5, 2 through 3 are some additional uh, portions of scripture if you would like to look at those to know and understand uh, following him and keeping his commands. It's not a strict, it's not about being strict. It's about love. Verse 8 says, keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So if we know the word of God, he says, we will then be prosperous and successful. How does that work? How does that happen? As we get the word of God into our hearts, we begin to know his promises. His word is filled with so many promises, things that he has for our life for us to understand. So we get to know who he is, and it's knowing his presence. My grandmother loves to write us notes. Yes, I've gotten her on, we've gotten her on to Facebook, and, uh, and she, but she still writes things. It's getting harder for her these days with her arthritis. But I remember as a young kid, my grandmother writing birthday cards to us, and she writes in cursive. And at that young age, I learned to decipher, to read, to understand my grandmother's handwriting, her love letters to me as her grandkid. And now I get to translate those at times and teach my daughter Amelia how and to understand and see what her great-grandmother is writing, the love that she is pouring out into these cards, the prayers, the hope and joys that she has and the dreams she has for us, and even the promises of God that she writes about. See, as I spent time reading my grandmother's cards, I learned about her and her heart for me. I have that praying grandma and grandpa. And it's the same thing with the Word of God. As we spend that time reading His Word, as we spend time going Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, all the way through Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, I'm just going to keep going, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, all the way through the New Testament, we get to see God's love letter to you. And I, as we spend time reading it, we understand it more and more. The more time I spent reading her letters, the more that I would realize, oh, this is that word. Okay, I understand. Yep, this is an L. This is, a, this is an O. This is a U, not an N. Those things. The more that we read God's word, the more that we get to know his promises and his presence. Reading his word is spending time with him. Say, Father, speak to me as I read. And we also, in Luke 6, 45, the good person out of the good treasure of the heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. It's the abundance. So we have to put something into our hearts, into our lives, 
that there is an overflow. That's what abundance is. It's an overflow. It's an overfilling. It's more than we could need or want. So out of that abundance, we need to devour the Word of God. It needs to be in our life, not just the daily reading. Because yes, I I have a Bible app on my phone and I have done the Bible reading plans, but I just got into the habit of play. I listened to the Bible, but did I really hear it? And I just did it so I could check, check, check. Keep that streak alive. Woo-woo, woo-woo. I'm at 100 days. But it was just out of a ritual and not out of a desire. Well, there was the desire, but I just, I just didn't allow that Bible for me to know who God was. And I've intended in purpose this year that I would spend time reading it. So yeah, I started a, a one-year Bible reading plan, but guess what? I'm eight days behind. Why? Because I'm not just going through checking off. I'm doing my best to read it every day and allowing it to impact my life. So if I read just one portion of scripture when there's four to read, oh well, I want to know God more than I want the checks on the box because I'd rather check off that I'm spending time with God. So if I meditate on it day and night, if I keep it on my lips, the memorization, I'll be prosperous and successful because I want out of the abundance of my heart that my mouth speaks good. Verse 9, so we're coming to the end. Have I not commanded you? It's like God is saying, hello, here's the reminder. If you have not caught these last few verses, these last few sentences, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be discouraged because God is with us. We can be strong and courageous because God is with us. We need no fear, no discouragement. Isaiah 41.10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Romans 8.35 and 37, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. And John 16, 33, have I told you these things? So that in, I have, sorry, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Yep, was Joshua's battles that he started to face easy? No. Was it all smooth sailing because God's going to do what God's going to do so we can sit back and relax? No. Because we need to obey the commands of God. We need to follow God and His law. Joshua, one of the things that he had to do after he got this word from the Lord, Joshua got the people ready to cross the river. He sent some spies to Jericho. They had some issues. They were able to escape. The Lord then told Joshua, hey, 
put the priests in the middle, get them to stand on the river's edge, and you're going to see something great. They stood on the edge with the ark. That's the presence of the Lord because at that time, God was in a box. His presence, at least. And when they stood on the edge of the water, probably a kilometer or maybe even more upstream, the water of the river, which was at high flood stage, so great amounts of water, it stopped. There was no more water coming down. Parting the Red Sea, point two, 2.0. The priest walked down, stood in the middle. All of the million walked across. God said, hey, grab 12 stones from the middle of that river. Carry them up here. Build me an altar. They did that. God said, hey, do some circumcision because those that were in the desert didn't happen. Then as Joshua was out for walk, meditating, the word says that he was meditating on the law. The angel of the Lord's army was there. And said, Joshua, here's the plan. Jericho, six days, one time a day, march around it, blow the trumpets, go home with the ark. Then on the seventh day, march around it, blow the trumpets, carry the ark. On the seventh time, you're going to shout and scream and because God's got the victory and the walls came down. Joshua had told the people, hey, go in, get all the treasure for God because this is the first battle. We give it to him. But there's one family that didn't do it. They go to their next battle and they lose. They should have won, but they lost. And God came, Joshua came in and God said, what's the deal, God? And God said, there's some issue. No, someone did not obey my rules. So some reckoning took place. See, we can follow God. If we obey his commands, there's going to be success. If we know his word, there's going to be prosperity and success. Not a million dollars, though I wish. Not a million dollars, but God's going to take care of us. Much like our 90-day challenge. If we obey God and know God and give to Him, He's going to take care of us. Yeah, sometimes it's follow Korv and Korv Stroganoff and Rice. But is God providing for us? Do we have that sustaining ability? Do we have that trust in Him? God may ask us to do something that feels strange to us. But just as Joshua did, we can remember that God will always be with us wherever we go. Joshua 1, 5 through 9, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead the people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Stockholm Community Church, as you write your story, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will go with you wherever you go.